Hello and welcome everybody to the Tent and Event Rental Industry Podcast. This is your host, Paul Spatola. This is our 15th podcast, the second of the new year, really the third of the new year. Uh, I hope you had a productive January, setting your goals for the year, taking action to put them in place, determining a way to keep track of those goals. Keep working hard. The busy season for many of you may be approaching. This is also a friendly reminder that the ARA show is next week. Again, it's February 8th through the 12th in Orlando. Unfortunately, I will not be able to attend this year as I will be traveling for work. But it's approaching quickly, so if you haven't already attempted a book for the show, it's possible that you're too late. But honestly, I would still check the website. That's www.arashow.com. February has always been a down month for me in any of my experiences working for my father or working for my buddy out in Colorado. But because of that, I wanted to encourage you to slap that concept down and go out there and go get after it. February can be a month of hibernation for a lot of us in this business, a month of travel, a month for sitting back and taking some time for ourselves. While I'm a major proponent of mental health, I believe this is a month where you can really kick yourself into high gear Keep up that momentum from January and set yourself up for success moving forward. So first things first, some things that we've already discussed in the past, at least briefly, uh, prospecting. Uh, I hope that you've started compiling that vendor list that we've discussed from your uh, hour a day or hour a week of research. If you haven't already start that process, started that process, I implore, your <laughs> I implore you to begin that this week. As I've said before, an hour a day or an hour a week would be a great target or a great goal to keep pushing your business forward. If you did already start that, I I would highly encourage that you add an extra hour into the schedule to start calling on those prospects. I think a lot of times I've said in the past to put the list together, put the list together, put the list together, but only a couple times I encourage you to actually start making those phone calls. Again, as a reminder, I like to think of one season ahead, and really, honestly, for the best, two seasons ahead. So going back to the prospecting, that hour a day or hour a week of compiling the list of vendors, uh, client sites, customers who have worked with you on more than one occasion. Maybe we don't call them a, a, a client or a vendor itself, but maybe a person who does a Memorial Day party and also does a Labor Day party, kind of a kickoff of the summer, end of the summer kind of deal, right? We got to start calling on those individuals uh, as well as, of course, reaching out to those hotels, reaching out to those caterers. Uh, And if anything, this would be a really good time to actually pop in to any of those physical storefronts or pop into any of those client locations where you can get face-to-face with somebody. I am, again, a huge proponent of that, so it's kind of a, a multifaceted method, okay? The first of which is you've done your research. The second of which is you've made your phone call. The third of which is you maybe you've followed up with an email after the phone call, right? Or vice versa, email first, then phone call. Now's the time in February when people are starting to prepare for 2020 to get your boots on the ground. Get out there, go see them face-to-face, have your business card, maybe a quick pamphlet if you have the kind of technical or, or media savvy to print something off and make something really nice and fresh and deliver it to them. But really, get out there and see them. Because again, if you've done your research, you know about the company, you know what kind of events they do, and you can be a partner to them. If you've sent that email as kind of a brief, hey, I'm going to be in the area, you know, so on and so forth, then you've get done a phone call and said, hey, listen, I'm actually right around the corner. Are you there? And then, of course, finally, you stop in. Because in a way, this prospecting is really uh, predicated on persistence. I don't mean to use so many Ps, but it's really important that you keep the pressure up, right? Successful sales individuals 
they have their pipeline, they act on their pipeline, and then once the pipeline has been dried out, if you will, they go out and A, find more, or B, go back to where they found that success. So keep this in mind. It's February. I know you've done some work in January. You might be taking some time off, spending some additional time with your family and your friends right now, and that's wonderful. But don't lose the momentum of January. Don't forget that the busy season for many of you is right around the corner. Uh, This is also a good segue into discussing the kind of business that you're looking to do this year. Have you considered what your target market or target markets are? They could be different from 2019 because you might be growing or looking to grow, right? So if you're a typical backyard barbecue kind of business, but you're on the cusp of breaking into some other markets, start throwing those feelers out there to small events that may require you to send your entire inventory or all of it at one time at one location. This is the time to make contact to those late summer and fall events as well, right? So 4th of July parade that the, or events that the town is going to throw, right? Or those large social clubs in your area, or gosh, let's talk about Oktoberfest events, right? Which typically span across several weekends, and those are just a couple examples. Although I am talking about late summer and fall events, this is also a great time to start making contact to the local bars and restaurants and social clubs who are preparing for St. Patrick's Day, right? St. Patrick's Day is like six weeks away. Shameless plug for the city of Rochester, we come alive for St. Patty's Day, and it's always a complete blast. Our local rental companies do an incredible job with their tents, their heaters, their staging setups, as well as uh, some, of the small bi- uh, some of the small businesses in the area, like the hotels who are hosting their own events. Uh, if you're into catering rentals or tabletop rentals, of course, tents. Now would be a great time to snag those last-minute planners, event planners, uh, and hotel and hospitality clients as they begin uh, finalizing their St. Patrick's Day events, right? So now, six weeks out, if they don't have their plans in place, you might be the perfect, this might be the perfect time to make that phone call to the hotel and say, hey, just checking in. We haven't worked together yet. You wanted to remind you of the services that we have, wondering what you have planned for St. Patrick's Day. Is there any last-minute needs that you have? right? Some of the bars in Rochester, they put up tents and heaters. There's cocktail tables that are out. There's linens that are out. There's additional heating. There's lighting. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that can be happening out there. And again, if you're in a really, really small rural area, this might not be the thing for you, but that bar, because of St. Patrick's Day, they might need some additional outside space, right? They might need a 20 by 30 frame tent that they could put on their back patio with a couple heaters. Could be mushroom heaters, could be actual tent heaters. Gosh, guys, that could be a quick $2,000 job before you know it because they need a generator. They need two tent heaters. They need three patio heaters. They need five cocktail tables with linens. They need lights for the inside of the tent. They need sidewalls, right? I mean, think about it. They could use a couple extra cocktail tables in the bar itself. You never know unless you start making those phone calls. Now might be the great opportunity to try to get those last minute uh, planners and bars, hotels who are looking for these kind of things. Uh, On our last podcast, I discussed my opinion on the importance of starting to call back on your open quotes and calling back on the quotes you didn't land from 2019. If you haven't already deployed that tactic, here's a plug to get that started. Calling and attempted to get your open quotes closed at this time of year will help with your off-season cash flow, but it will also help you to see where your business is going to go in 2020. You won't have to consider your staffing and logistical needs today But coupling your desire to add inventory, try new products, and obtain additional clients will need to be considered in the equation as you move forward. This has to be viewed similar to a chess game, or at least that's how I view it. 
all the parts are working together from sales, cash flow, inventory management, inventory expansion, service, operations, and logistics, right? If you know today that two or three of your August weekends are going to be booked, you can start to formulate your game plan, creating a plan A, B, and C to have a smooth operation in those later crazy, hectic months. Now, going back to the ARA show and your long-term planning, this is a fantastic time to really compile that list of all the products you're interested in adding to your inventory. Since most, if not all the manufacturers are in full promotion right now, that's including their discounts, it can actually be the time to set yourself up for the following year, which I'm talking about now is 2021. Compiling the inventory you're interested in now, analyzing the pricing now, can give you a target for the sum of money you may need or want to start saving for, for this time next year. Uh, you, okay, going, to get, going back to using the data that you've compiled for 2019, that's the total number of items that were asked for that supersede 6 to 12 requests. That also can be factored into your product research as well. Now, as I'm sure most of you know, I am a fan of spending money to make money, but I recognize that isn't a good way for everyone to build their business. As such, taking this time to reach out to all the vendors you know and work with and to start shopping other vendors you're interested in is a good starting spot for your long-term inventory planning. This will work especially well if you've deployed what I've kind of self-titled ghost offerings into your advertising and marketing, right? To me, again, that ghost offering is promoting products or services you do not currently own or have to test the market for its value and its market need. This is easy with chairs, right? But... Here's my example. You're a four tent, 200 white folding chair, 25, eight foot and 60 inch round table, pickup truck, trailer delivery operation, right? You've had a few requests for wedding ceremony chairs in the past, but you haven't had one bite on your regular white folding chairs for those same ceremonies. You didn't want to invest in white resin or wood with a padded seat because you simply don't have a direct need for it yet, right? This is an easy example of a ghost offering. For uh, As another example, which may couple nicely with that, that ghost offering of white resin chairs, is a dance floor, bars, lighting. My point is, pricing out a brand new Seco Starlight 2 20 by 20 dance floor is important today, so you know what kind of financial investment you'll need, how to price it against your competition, and ensure, and, and ensure it makes sense for your return on investment. Now, Obviously, these are just a few examples, but it could be your first 30-wide pole tent. It could be your first 40-wide pole tent. Jeez, it could be your first 30-wide frame tent, right? It could be your first high-peak frame tent. Hell, it could be block and roll for any of those medium-sized businesses out there that are interested in transitioning from water barrels to concrete. It doesn't matter what it is. Today is the day for you to start that product research, set your game plan in motion to test the market, and finally prepare yourself, I'm sorry, Start to prepare yourself financially for what will be a 2021, 2022, 2023 investment strategy. Uh, this next little segment will be geared towards the folks who are a little bit bigger. So February is a tough time of year when you're managing the entire business without your seasonal labor. This is a great time to get started on all of your, I'm sorry, it's a great time to start getting all your inventory out and ready for cleaning. I doubt any of you listening have haven't already started this process, but I think it's important to send this out as a reminder that the work you're doing in the off-season matters in-season. Just like a professional athlete, if you're not planning and practicing, you're not setting yourself up for success. Get those dance floors out, get those floor buffers, 
Get some light sandpaper and get to work, right? It's time for you to get those tables stood up. We got to sand and reseal. Check the legs and the outer rims to make sure that they're, you're removing staples that the, and, of course, that the legs themselves are in good shape, right? Get the tape off the undersides. Do a little bit of lacquer and paint if you need to. Get your side poles and frame tents out. It's time, for, it's time to get those puppies cleaned out from their excess grime and dirt as well as tape. This is also my favorite time of year to do a real inventory check on your chairs, your tent tops, and your sidewalls. If you haven't already begun labeling your individual tent tops, this is the time of year to do that. As encouragement, I would say get them pulled, get them labeled, and give them a rating. The rating to me has always been A grade, B grade, C grade, D grade. A grade is like wedding. It could be a you know brand new or been used five, six, seven times, or it could be used 10 times and you took perfect care of it. That's wonderful, but that's A grade, that's for weddings. All the way down to the D grade, which of course is D like dog to me, which is, hey, basically you're going to use this as a throw tarp for <laughs> your, your you know face cord of wood that you've got out back, or you're going to sell this off to the Boy Scouts for their annual trip that they use and they don't need it to look nice. It just needs to be functional, okay? That information should be logged somewhere so you know how much respective life you have on your inventory. You may have an A or I'm sorry, you may have a B teetering on C grade top that should be replaced, but could also be perfect for festivals, or you could salvage it for scrap and repair work that you'll be needing this summer. One of my top three pet peeves was ripped and ragged sidewall. When I was working for my dad, we never had enough. We'd always fight for the best out of the bunch, and it was heartbreaking, and honestly, it was annoying when you'd have that sidewall set up and you'd have the customer comment about the one piece of sidewall that wasn't as good as the other five. This ties into the request for product information so you can get better understanding of your capital investment strategy for new and replacement inventory, again, for 2021 through like 2025. You may wanna consider starting a capital reserve fund for your major inventory turnover, and you might wanna consider uh, this for larger pieces of inventory. So again, I'm thinking about those 30 wides, those 40 wides, maybe your first major frame tent. Maybe you're working with a, a golf club and they said, hey, we want to do for the first time ever a, a, a tent and leave the tent up for the entire season, right? To me, that's a structure. But again, you could get away with maybe a 40 wide. It's just kind of what you think is the best move. But this ties into where you want to go, your capital uh, reserve strategy, and of course, what your inventory turnover will be. Uh, this is also a, a perfect time for you to plan your 2021, 2022 chair turnover. One thing my father never did that always bothered me was turn over his equipment. His chairs were particularly bad at times and he'd simply use them until, and I'm quoting, he felt like they should be taken to the scrapyard or sold to a customer who came in and asked for 20 chairs. And my dad would say, Hey, you know what? You want to buy these chairs instead of rent them? And they'd say, sure. And generally it worked out, but it made my life in the office kind of challenging. It could make my life as the warehouse manager a little challenging and definitely my delivery crews <laughs> life a little challenging when we had equipment that needed to be turned over. The idea here is that new clean equipment is paramount for success. It's albeit expensive. And if you don't have a turnover plan, it can make it a little bit challenging. And again, I know it's easier said than done because honestly, who wants to spend the money to buy another thousand chairs to turn over a thousand of your inventory? But everybody listening has seen the competitor who has old, rusting, and weathered chairs. Honestly, we all have seen those individuals who have tent tops that are just the same. 
who have sidewalls who are just the same, right? So if you're still young in this business, don't be that business owner. Take time to make a plan. Take time to consider what your capital reserve will need to be for the inventory turnover and make sure that you're labeling all of that equipment so you know you've got that A grade, B grade, C grade, D grade. And of course, once it's time to pull 500 of those chairs out of inventory, February right now would be the time to go through those thousand chairs, look for the worst 500, put them up for sale, use that money to reinvest if you can do it now. But if not, make sure you have that in mind so that next year in February, 2021, you have $1,000, $2,000 set aside to help offset the cost of replacing those chairs. Now, with all that being said, I am genuinely curious uh, to hear about the businesses out there, right? So send me an email, pspats44 gmail.com. If you're comfortable, give me your name, your location, the size, the number of employees, revenue, again, if you're comfortable, and your goals for 2020 and beyond. I'd love to hear about the different businesses out there, the way that, that you do things logistically from a sales perspective, what kind of equipment you use, and especially the little tips and tricks that have found your success. I'd be glad to give you a shout out. And of course, if you're okay with that, love to share the tips of success with the rest of our listeners. So again, feel free to reach out to me with your comments, your questions, or concerns. Again, my email is pspats44 at gmail.com. That's P like Paul, S like Sam. P like Paul, A like Apple, T like Tom, S like Sam, 44 at Gmail. Give this podcast a five-star rating and I would love a review. Share it with your tenting friends. And as always, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm going to be wrapping this up here. So as always, your host, Paul Spatola from Rochester, New York. This is the Tent and Event Rental Industry Podcast.